That's weird. All right. Well, here we are. Monday night. It's a uh, a lovely Monday night here at the Levi household. I'm going to bring on my co-host here. A little bit of technical difficulties for me already this evening. Excellent. If anybody has an old laptop they're looking to get rid of, hit me up. Mine's about to take a crap. Or I should say I'm about to take a baseball bat to it. Welcome to the Monday Night Kickoff Show. I'm your host, Charles Levi, also known as Redfish Chuck, joined by my, well, try that again, joined as always by my illustrious co-host, Mr. Pepe Vidal. What's up? Uh, Good evening, everybody. You're having one of those nights, and so am I, man. I just called in right now. I cannot find my headphones. I don't know what the heck is going on, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, let's see what's going on. Uh, So tonight's a good show, uh, or hopefully it'll turn into a good show. Um, Uh Yeah, we'll see. We have uh, two two of my good friends, your good friends, everyone's good friends in this industry, uh, two uh, true legends of the sport, so to speak, Uh, Woody Calloway from – Native watercraft, excuse me for the brain fart. I don't know how in the world I can't remember that. And, of course, Luther from Yak Attack will be joining us this evening. Yay! Where's anybody? Hello? Crickets? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's like, you know, um, that's like um, two two of the biggest names in 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 the kayak industry pretty much, you know what I'm saying? In one night. Well, one of them being probably the most no- notorious partier in the yeah. kayak in the kayak industry and the other one being the mad scientist who yeah. delivers uh some of the best equipment and kayak accessories to the market. So, yeah, it should be uh should be pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Um real quick, we uh Peppy, I know you you went over to the West Coast to finish up a little bit of business over there and bring home some uh, some hardware. Why don't you tell us real quick about that? Um, yeah, it was one of those um, one of those weekends. We had a tournament over there, the uh, Tropic Bay Kayak Fishing Classics Championship. You had to qualify for this, and Wade and I qualified for the championship, and 
we went over there and fished the fished over there. We actually went pre fishing and everything like that, did our whole stuff and um Wade has never fished on the West Coast. I have fished the West Coast uh quite a few times. I was a little bit familiar with some of the areas that that we were that we was open to fishing. And um I actually gotta give a big thanks. I mean big, big, big thanks to my good friend Mike Julian that lives over there. Yeah. Um fishes off a paddleboard and has a it has a paddleboard uh kayak fishing charter business over there too. Um Mike Julian is a hell of a fisherman. Hell of a guy, hell of a fisherman. And he took Wade and I under his wing and pretty much pretty much took us to whatever he was gonna do. You know what I mean? He took us wherever he was gonna go, whatever he was gonna do, and took us under his wing and just just put us on the fish. And awesome. um you know, big props to him on that. And sure enough, Wade and I went over there. Wade's never fished over there, and we pre-fished on on Friday. I'll give it, it's a little bit of a long story and stuff like that, but I, I'm gonna try to do it pretty quick here. Fished Wheaton Island on Friday, pre-fishing that area. I have fished pre- Wheaton Island before. I have run into a lot of boats there before, but what I saw on Friday over there, Chuck, I swear, yeah. in my life, life long of fishing, I have never seen what I what I saw over there <laughs> that day. I mean, literally 15 boats surrounding one school of redfish, and all the boats were within 20 yards of each other, all huh. surrounding, all the boats talking to each other, and all the boats chumming. Everybody was chumming, just chumming the water, keeping the fish there. It was the most craziest thing I have ever seen with all these bent rods on the boats. Everybody had bent rods. Um, the craziest thing. I mean, that would never happen on our coast. I think somebody would get shot if that happened over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was that crazy. I mean, I, you saw the picture. I had to take a picture of it. And, that, and that's that I couldn't get the whole picture of all the boats. I could not. It was just that many boats. I couldn't get a picture of the whole thing. Um, but it was just literally crazy like that i've never seen that before in my life um but um you know we caught some fish on friday and stuff like that and then saturday we went to fish somewhere else we went to go fish an area called miguel bay on saturday real pretty area but you know what i'll tell you what before we launched it was nighttime still and it was torrential downpour blowing 15 to 20 miles per hour out of the west and lightning popping all over the place and we're sitting there and we're about to launch and stuff and it's this nasty weather and stuff and everything but it's tournament time man tournament time you got to go you know we got to get on the water so we did it anyways and went out there like that i mean and we got poured on poured on for probably an hour and a half with lightning popping all over the place just literally poured on i mean i had to dump water out of my kayak a few times because it just had so much water in there and continued fishing like that in the morning. And then the winds kept on blowing all day long. It was just one of those days that's really tough fishing. But I'll tell you what, Chuck, beautiful area. I must have caught, I caught literally anywhere, I'm I'm guessing anywhere between 20 to 30 snook in one day, you know, on that morning. Um, handful of trout. The only thing that was eluding us that we could not find or anything we just could not find was redfish. 
Nobody in that area could find redfish. I got lucky and ended up hooking up with one redfish, a 15-and-a-half-inch redfish that was good enough to give me the slam. You know, once I had that redfish, I knew, you know, I was pretty good with that redfish. And sure enough, I talked to Mike Julian later. He had gone back to his truck and loaded up his truck and was going to launch somewhere else to try to look for a redfish. And I spoke to him over the phone, and he, go, and he goes, I'm out of here. I'm going somewhere else. And I go, well, yeah, I go, I got I got the slam. And he's like, you got a slam? And I was like, yeah. I go, 15 and a half inch redfish. He goes, but still, on a day like today, he goes, you got a slam, you're golden. <laughs> so, yeah. So it was one of those days, Wade, too. Wade got a got biggest fish of the tournament. Wade got a 26-and-a-half-inch snook. Um, Wade caught a handful, or more than a handful. Wade caught a bunch of snook also. Um, I've just never seen that many snook in one area like that, just literally snook, you know, every three or four casts catching a snook or something. You know, it was, it was crazy. But... Um, but we did good, and, and to top it off, you know, we went over there, and and I got fifth place. I ended up placing in fifth and got myself a kayak, one of those Casey kayaks, and brought that thing home, and and Drew Mixon got third place, um, and he ended up taking a kayak home. He ended up taking home, I think it was an Old Town, <clears throat> um, one of the Predators or something like that. So Drew Mixon did good, and Wade Hollowell. Um, came in sixth place um, and got to take a kayak home. It was one of those things, Wade, it was funny, though, because Wade did not think he was going to win anything or anything like that. And then all of a sudden they're calling the places off from, like, tenth place down. I was going to get to seventh place, and they met. They say the inches on it. And when they said the inches, I noticed right away that Wade had gotten sixth place. And I knew he got a kayak. And I had turned to Wade, and I go, Wade, he got a problem. <laughs> You know, with the truck. <laughs> it's like, oh, we got a problem now. Four kayaks and one truck. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's funny. But, um, yeah, we did well, man. We did we did good. We had a good weekend over there. You know, it's. Well, speaking of uh, having a good weekend and, and you guys going over there and putting it down to uh, two native pro staff anglers right there, Wade and, and Peppy, uh part of our show here and, and Wade, of course, part of the Space Coast Kayak Angler family. On the line right now, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, your boss-ish, <laughs> Woody, from Native Watercraft. What's up, brother? What's up, boys? What's happening, Mr. Well, hey, I hope the weather's nicer down there. I hope the weather's nice down there in Florida. It's dumping up here and cold. That's oh, nice man. down here, man. It's, hey, it's, Pepe, good job, man. Congratulations on that win. That's, I mean, that fifth place, that's awesome. Was it fifth? Yeah, fifth place. I got fifth place. You know, it was a tough tournament, man. I'll take it, man, with the way the, way the weather conditions were and everything like that. So it was one of those things, Dude, you know. I'll check. It looks like you're covered up with people fishing it, too, man. Dude, I saw that a couple of photos. There's a lot of people out there. Yeah, I wasn't fishing. I was actually pre-fishing. That picture that you saw there, that was pre-fishing. And I had to take a picture uh, of that area because I could not believe how many boats were in that area. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, who's ready for a boondoggle, boys? Boondoggle! Heck, heck yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're heading down Wednesday morning. We'll be there late Wednesday afternoon. Start nice. setting up. and 
Yeah, man. Looking forward so the weather's to looking good. Checked it. Yeah, you, we're supposed to get good weather, man. You're, you're, it's going to be a good weekend. It looks like the long-term forecast looks really, really, really good. So hopefully it stays that way. Um, man, it's a good time. There, I, I think it's going to be a big turnout. Do you guys have any idea how what what the numbers of people are? No, I don't. I'm uh, not. I'm not real sure. To be honest with you, uh, I know it's going to be. I know it's going to be really, really big. They've got folks coming in from all over the place and, and all different kinds of, kinds of groups and stuff. I know that there was like four or five social media type groups that are supposed to be showing up too. So it can get very, very interesting, sir. Man, I'm thinking campfire parties are going to be awesome. Listen here, you know, what do you know that if nobody else stays, can go. y'all can say if nobody else stays awake, brother, me and you will be the last one standing up. Well, maybe not. I've seen you go, buddy. This thing is nothing to you. <laughs> Pepe, now, now, Pepe, he's wore out by the end of the day. He's fish, and then he's got to go chase some kids. Oh. Or do they chase him what? one? Hey, 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 Chuck, Woody's just never yep. experienced, never had the experience to have one of those, one of those nights with me when it's happening, right? Oh boy! <laughs> I can't imagine. Uh, I can't imagine keeping up those three. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I'm going to contribute to the delinquency of the peppy. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to bring a bottle of Jameson to the uh, boondoggle just for peppy. <laughs> Jameson. Okay, so like, what is it? Jameson is so like. You, hey, I got a question for you guys. Do you Good. think most people just? Do you think most people just fish off right off the, right off from the campground? No. 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 Last the last time we were at Cars Park, um, I would venture to say that uh, probably about twenty percent of the people that were there went went from the actual campground. Most everybody took off and went to the Mosquito Lagoon or fished the Indian River or uh, fished other areas or whatever. And now. If, if the weather holds the way it looks like it's going to hold, we're going to have the, the option for beach launches as well. So I think that um, this particular event is going to be very, very uh, spread out as far as the anglers are concerned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Woody, you, one of the things about this boondoggle right now that's going to happen this weekend, it is actually yeah. happening during one of the best times for fishing that we have in our area right now. I mean, it is literally, it, it is fired up right now, Woody. We got fish just about everywhere right now. So, I mean, is it's, it's going to be hot. Is that mainly offshore? No, no it's uh, yeah, it's a mixture of everything. Today, <laughs> for instance, today I went out to uh, Port Canaveral with my good friend Al- Alex Garishki, and uh, we're playing around the, the jetties outside of Port Canaveral. I caught seven redfish, four mangrove snapper, uh, probably 20 or 30 jack crevel, uh, a margate, and my first ever pork fish, which I've never caught before. Pretty cool looking little guy. <clears throat> and uh, But the action was nonstop. I mean, it was just as fast as you could possibly go. Now, there's also been caught some triple tail. There's some uh, Spanish mackerel and bluefish and things like that all on the shoreline. So um, the nice thing about the port and uh, and <coughs> – Actually, I watched uh, Stephen Lester was fishing with us today, and Steve Lester was in 
I believe Randy English is Slayer 12. And uh, mm-hmm. Steve took that thing <clears throat> way up in the Canaveral Bite area. I mean, he was almost to the lighthouse, and which is a pretty good ways. I know that that's all Spanish to you right now, but um, it, he took it a pretty long ways, and he got conf- confident enough in it to take it inside of the breakers to a point to where it was like, okay, this is where I need to be. I'm in the strike zone, whatever. Um, but the nice thing about it, and he said it himself, you know, he was kind of nervous going offshore and there's probably a lot of people going to be there at the boondoggle who have never been offshore before in a kayak. The, the nice thing about Port Canaveral is that you don't have to fight the, 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 the shore break. You follow me? So, to go offshore from Port Canaveral, you're going to be in 35 to 40 feet of water from the time that you launch the kayak. Right. Well, I mean, it's like you're in it. Like there's no busting through the surf to get out past it or none of that stuff. So I think it's going to open itself up well to, uh, like you say, a lot of different styles of fishing. Um, Pepe and I have been trying to cover over the last couple of weeks, a couple of different you know, things you guys can coming down can do, whether it's fishing the beaches and all that kind of stuff. But I want to ask a crazy question here this time then. And so like majority of the areas that you imagine people can fish that, you know, the area really well is like, is it like, is it like a pain parking? Is it illegal? Is it good to go? Are the big parking lots, small parking lots? What we, what we looking at? Cause you know, I hate to say it, but right now I'm traveling kind of large. Around, you know? <laughs> no, most most areas, uh, and I'll actually let Pepe answer this one too, but most areas uh, that folks are going to go to, areas we're going to direct people to go and try and fish and hit like boat ramps and stuff like that, can accommodate uh, a, a large vessel, I mean a large vehicle slash trailer. Shouldn't be a problem. Oh, sweet. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, even don't, if don't, let Pepe, <laughs> don't let Pepe tell him. He'll get them all confused where to go. Oh, man. Well, see, <laughs> if if you decide that you want to do, like, the ocean thing, let's just say, you're, the oh. Port Canaveral has a beautiful brand-new boat ramp they just built for us, and it's right there by the ocean. I mean, we're talking you're probably less than four or 500 yards before you hit the actual ocean. So, so, so the, and when you say Port Canaveral, and, I, and this right. is just, not just for me, but for everybody that's traveling from other states and stuff. I mean, is that like? I mean, what you're talking about is that's NASA, right? You can see that no. NASA stuff in the distance. No. Yes, no. yes, you can. You can see well, the NASA stuff from a distance. Basically, what Port, Port Canaveral is uh, the hub of the Eastern seaboard. Now we're, I think we're now the largest or if not the largest, one of the largest um, ports of call and cruise ship basins in the entire Eastern seaboard United States, but just North of the actual port itself. So as you're going out into the ocean, the, the land that is situated to the North of where we're going out. So right off to your left, that's all um, federal property. So it's air force property. And then just past that, is where NASA and all that kind of stuff starts. So when you launch out of Port Canaveral and you come out along the beaches, you'll see um, launch towers off in the distance along with the Canaveral um, uh, lighthouse. And you'll see, I don't think you won't be able to see the V, uh, the VFW from there, no. but, it, yeah, but you'll be able it. to see, 
Yeah, but you'll be able to see plenty of launch towers and that kind of thing, which is kind of cool. You know, kind of a cool backdrop. Yeah, come on. That's, it, it, hey, dude, that's really cool. You guys live there. You guys Woody. see that stuff all the time. We don't get to see yeah. that kind of stuff. I think it's cool. Yeah, when when are you going back? Man, I'm going to have to load up. I'm going to have to start back Sunday, probably. Oh, Sunday you guys are going to head back? Yeah, probably. Okay. Because I was going to say... I might, um, I might talk. I'll, I'll probably get... Um, I could get... I have a I have a NASA badge, okay? And I can get into NASA, and oh. I can launch from inside NASA. Hey. All right? I, I get into good. NASA. <laughs> but... You know, I was trying. That's why I was trying to see when you're going. When you're going back, because I was thinking Sunday morning if you weren't going back or something, or Saturday. Maybe you have Sunday to morning would be cool. Us. We could. I could. Yeah, take I think you, I, I could I take think, two with me. Yeah, I think I just I think that area is just super cool, man. A lot of people. I mean, dude, this, this, that's a historic place for our space program, and just to be fishing around there like an outsider like me, I just think it's super cool. I mean, you got. I know you guys are used to seeing it, but we don't. You know, people. I don't get to see that kind of that visual. It's I, it's very interesting to me, and I, I do know that you know. Like I, I went out with D once out there. Uh, it might have been Mosquito Lagoon, I guess. I, I was kind of lost, but how um, we were in this basically a bay. And right, and it was just as far as you could see, but the water was only three foot deep. For I mean, as far as you could see, we don't get to see that where I live either. Yeah, yeah. See the, that? Uh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, you will not find deep water <laughs> anywhere in our water system. Pretty much, I mean, the, everything's gonna be just about the Mosquito Lagoon. Pretty much that that. The only place you're going to find some deeper water is going to be in Hallover Canal. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, I think we, that's cool, man. I mean, the there's entire, a lot of, uh, I know there's a lot of Florida people coming, and they're used to it. But, you know, guys like me, man, we don't – honestly, we don't get to see that kind of stuff, fish that kind of stuff. We just don't get to do it that often. I think it's going to be fun as heck. Yeah, I'm, I'll I'm tell ready, you what. I'm ready, to catch, I'm ready to catch something. <laughs> you're coming at a good time. Good time. Yeah, for sure. I'll tell you what, um, to, to your point, there's mornings where you get out there on the Mosquito Lagoon, especially in the wintertime, and there's a, there's a nice thick layer of fog that's just kind of just kind of hanging over everything. And as that fog starts to break, if you're in the very south end of the lagoon and you look down just south of you and you see those launch towers, there's, trust me when I tell you, it's it's still super cool for us to see it too. I mean, it's, it's just the the thought of all of the missions that have that have shot up in the air just from right here. I mean, I'm I'm proud to have my business located in Titusville, which the city itself was built around the space program. Um, but yeah, no. What's really cool about our entire estuary, Woody, is the fact that um, the, our average depth in the Mosquito Lagoon is two and a half feet. The average depth in the Indian River Lagoon is three and a half feet. So that's yeah. for the entire system. You can pretty wow. much wade across the entire thing if you wanted to, except for like the boat channel. <laughs> I mean, you you yeah, could for sure. For the alligators. Oh. Yeah, and and, 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 <laughs> and for alligators. There is there is that for sure. But you know what else has been really yeah. cool? Um, and for any ladies that are listening too, who might be coming into town with your husbands or you know families and such, um, 
our area right now is so alive. Just, just nature itself is just going crazy this time of year. So like today we're out there on the edge of the beach. Um, we saw plenty of sea turtles. We saw manatees and porpoises and uh, all kinds of wading birds and, and diving birds, all kinds of stuff like that too. So it's definitely, uh, it's going to be a very unique trip for a lot of people who have never experienced the Space Coast before. We are very blessed to have it in our backyard, that's for sure. I, yep. It's really cool, man. I, I really enjoyed it the, 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 the time that we had, last time we had it there. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward yep. to it, man. I, I think the, the fact that guys can go off and go deep really easy and really quick and very and really – Honestly, it sounds very safe to go if you wanted to fish deep, and then to have all that uh, the estuary, I guess you would call it, that you guys have is, uh, I, man, people just gonna love it, man. That's that's one of the best places I've ever been to to to. At least I, I had I, a, I thought it was. Thank you. I had a I had a buddy of mine, uh, Ray. His name is Ray, who uh, is a um, recovering injured. Um, I think he was a airborne infantryman uh, with our military, but he's recovering from uh, PTSD and, and some other issues. Well, he tagged along with us today. And to your point about it being safe, he's only been in a kayak for a few months and uh, wasn't really that hesitant at all to go kind of gung ho about wanting to try it out and see what he can do, you know, going past the, uh, the jetties there and stuff. And the guy handled it like a champ. So, I mean, it was, uh, you know, it's definitely going to be a great, a great opportunity for folks to come over here and, and get to experience some really cool stuff. But um, so, l- listen, man, we've been talking a lot about Boondoggle, but I'm really interested to see how things are going over on, over there at Native, man. T- tell us a little bit about what all's going on with you guys. I know you're excited. You just rolled out the uh, Slayer 10 Propel. Um, what else is going down? The FX Ultimates, those things are rolling too. So, what else is going on? Yeah, it. Dude, we had an awesome year. We got, you know, it's one of those years where we made a lot of changes um, uh, the year before, like an uh, August ago. You know, we we made a lot of changes. We really refocused our brand, and um, you know, the the Slayer Propel did re- extremely well, as did the FXs. And so, you know, we're just right now we're just working really hard to plan production and, you know, dealers like like uh, like you guys are are sending in projections and preseason orders. So, you know, you think that this is kind of an off time, but this is like, you know, we're 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 deep in the planning stages for the coming season. You know, we we um, <clears throat> what we can make boats. We can make boats, but the like the Propel hit us this year. And <clears throat> in all honesty, it was a great thing, but um, it, it happened such a sudden, suddenly to us. You know, um, the popularity of the of of particularly the Slayer Propel that. You know, our manufacturer of the units, you know, those units are cast aluminum. So they're, you know, they're, the outside is cast in sand. And so while with a, it, while we can ramp up faster and just run our ovens, he, um, 
You know, they're making a cast mold over and over. And, he, and he's got equipment to do it, but with a better plan, um, he can't just say, hey, man, make us 200 more this week. You know, he needs a he, – so he, along with us, looking at the orders that are coming in and the timing, we're trying to figure out how – he's. we're figuring out how he should ramp up through the winter and fall and then go into the season as 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 it's as tight as we can be. So you know, it's a good problem. You know, it's kind of like winning a couple of kayaks and trying to figure out how to get them back home, huh, Pepe? It's a good problem to have, but it's still kind yeah. of a problem. You know, <laughs> so that's kind of what happened to us. You know, and we're so <clears throat> right now <clears throat> things are just looking incredible. We got some good, cool stuff coming out. You know, we. Our industry, the kayak industry, not the kayak fishing industry, the kayak industry is kind of based on, you know, like the new models are shown in August at Outdoor Retailer. Well, we went to ICAST this year instead of going to Outdoor Retailer, and we've kind of, you know, we've made a lot of changes. Our Whitewater brand, we had some you know, a lot of sleepless nights deciding what to do with that, and we kind of took it direct. And um, so we're making a lot of changes, a lot of positive changes. But we also looked at the industry and, and realized that instead of necessarily us having a particular date, say August, and introduce a new product, that we really just want to continually roll out a new product product every six months and so we're we're kind of working toward a program where whether we roll it out in liquid logic or we roll it out in native we're not really we're just changing the way we do do business and 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 do our modeling so we got some really cool stuff i really don't want can't you know don't want to give away the um uh everything but i but you know to be honest with you we're we're so far kind of ahead of schedule. It looks like we can make it if we if we can get in line with the mold maker. But you know we're been, what we've really been kind of fine tuning is a is a FX13 Propel that we'll we'll introduce that like in April. And uh, so we you know, we're rolling. We're we're doing great. Everybody's stoked. We got a great um, crew there at the factory. Um, matter of fact, this weekend there's a big uh, we're having a big own water training for the entire factory where these guys not only we have a lot of whitewater boaters that work for us because they, they want to live here to go kayaking because this is one of the best places in the world and so we're we're kind of doing cross training the whitewater boaters are checking out the fishing and and using the fishing boats and and vice versa so we also have that going on this weekend that unfortunately I'm missing, but I guess I'll just have to drink PBRs and fish. That's a pretty <laughs> good option, you know. So uh, you do, we're we're rolling, man. I couldn't be any happier. You know, the preseasons are coming in. It's like we're way crazy up, and we so by being crazy at preseasons just gives us a better plan for the entire year. So it, it's exciting. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I couldn't be happier, and you know. Um, <clears throat> kind of getting the feel of tournaments, and you know, I got a lot of people calling me. Wanting the more successful people think you are, the more people that 
show up having something to donate to. <laughs> Asking you to donate. Yeah. So I'm kind of going through a lot of that kind of stuff. So it's super busy. It's awesome. Um, but I, you know, I'm stoked. You know, Mark and Adam have done an incredible job. And, and you know, I know I don't know how involved you are with the Boondoggle this year down there. I know that you 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 had your hands full at the last Boondoggle at Cars Park, uh, Chuck. Uh, you know how much work these guys are doing, and uh, I, you know, I just think it's the coolest scene. It's not a tournament. People go different directions. I think the area that this boondoggle is is, you know, it's phenomenal. You said it. You got flats. You got deep. It's safe. I mean, it sounds awesome, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. You know, you and know, one of one of the things, Woody, that makes what what's so good about this area that we have the boondog it's i mean it's a fishing and all that too but let me tell you cars park itself lends itself for a big fun party because everything is so open everybody is together everything is just everybody is camping in one spot so it just lends yeah, itself for one like. huge party yeah yep yeah, I mean, dude, I, you know what I enjoyed about as much as anything is just walking from campsite to campsite. And it's just amazing how many people are cooking and hanging out and talking. And yeah, that was part. That was one of the most fun things um, about it to me. And you know, I re- I super I really enjoyed it. I'm a, I'm a full believer. And you know, Friday night, dude. Rock, paper, scissors, son. I've been practicing. I'm going to fool some people. I'm going to throw some stuff out. That's $1,400 rock, paper, scissors contest going to happen. I was just about to bring that the biggest ever rock, paper, scissors in the state of Florida. How about that? Yep. <laughs> what's, the biggest, Woody, what's, Woody, what's the biggest one? What's the biggest one? What's the biggest one you've done? I, dude. Dude, I you know the first I saw this I was in the biggest one I've ever seen was this gentleman this uh, friend of mine that owns Mont Bell this big kind of like the REI slash manufacturer in Japan and he had this big company party and I was invited and I got to go to it and I man I didn't know first of all I was in Japan I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> but he got in front. I saw him do it with like 800 people, and I was like, "Wow, that was cool!" And um, so I I did it one year. I think I did about 400 people at once one time in the, at outdoor retailer. But uh, I think this one's going to be huge, man. Everybody's in. If you if you're there, you're in. If you if you you know you don't have to pay, you don't have to buy a wristband. If if you're at if you're at the boondoggle and you're one of the people that paid to be there, you you're rock, paper, scissoring for, you know, a boat. I think, I think it'd be fun as heck, but that oh, happens yeah. Friday night, I believe it. Friday at yeah. nine or something. Friday night. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's always a great time, man. I mean, I, the first, I remember when you told me you wanted to do that at, at the first cars park boondoggle. And I'm like, what? You, want to you, do look, you looked at me cross-eyed, man. I, was, I remember I was down at the shop, and you're like, yeah, whatever. I don't understand how that's going to work. But I thought you were crazy, <laughs> to be honest with you. I was like, wait a second, hold on. You're going to have 600 people sitting around, and they're going to play rock, paper, scissors, 
This is going to take four hours. And you're like, no, 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 no. This takes no time at all, bro. It'll be cool. Don't worry about it. I got this under control. And ever since then, it's been like the highlight of everybody's boondoggle slash fishing tournament, whatever you, wherever you show up. And you're doing Dude, Rochambeau. Love People love Dude, it, man. It's fun. Everybody's got fun. equal chance. It's fun, man. I think I think people enjoy it. I enjoy doing it. It's it's really what you know from my from the stage perspective. When you're looking out at all the people, man, it's just it's really the facial expressions. Because man, <laughs> people when they lose, they're just like, oh, well, like oh, I should have thrown for paper. D, for D. For D.O. Key, Wade won. For yeah, D.O. Key, right? Yep. Wade won it. Dude, Wade, Wade, Wade thinks he was reading my mind. He went online ah. and said he learned <laughs> how to beat me. That is, I'm calling I'm calling him out this year. He ain't beating me this year. There ain't going to be no Wade on the podium, i tell you that. And, and didn't, didn't Chris Flores win a boat from you yeah. up, in, uh, up in Jacksonville? Yeah, classic. Yeah, he did. Yep. Yeah, it was him. Yeah, it was. He had a so big space, weekend. So the Space Coast Kayak Angler Contingency has a pretty good uh, track record with winning boats. <laughs> dude, I got some tricks up my sleeve, dude. You got, you better watch. I'll double, triple you. I'll, I'm double, triple. Now, <laughs> see, what, see what you don't understand, you don't understand Woody, is we've got, we have two really, really great outfitter shops located here in Brevard County. Now, of course, mine is the first one I'm going to talk about, but uh, KBB Outfitters. And then down in Melbourne, we have another great shop called Harry Goods Outdoor Shop. And a little-known fact oh. is there's small gathering places set up in both stores to practice Rochambeau so that <laughs> when this day comes, we keep it. We keep prizes back here in our in our area. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome, but yeah, it should be yeah. great. You know, I think uh, I think Saturdays the food. I mean, dude, it's just fun. I, I like I like the fact that it's really no pressure, and I like the fact that people go all over the place to fish. I like the fact that some people just go, "Hey, man, we'll fish right here." And, you know, they might go one or two miles down, and but um, it's pretty it's pretty convenient place. Hey, hey, uh, Woody, uh, what are you so that people out there know? Um, you're going to be doing some – people are going to be able to demo some of the natives on Saturday, right? You're going to have some of the – Yeah, 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 man. We'll be there all, all – um, you know, most – I'm probably going to go fish early Saturday. That's the plan. Okay. But, like, you know, in the afternoon, people want to come check out the boats and stuff. Yeah, no worries, man. I, I'm bringing, like, one – I'm bringing two Slayer Propel 10s. I think people are going to really dig it. So far, I just went and did this, uh, some demos out in Texas and with the Slayer Propel 10, and I know it's, you know, a 10-footer sounds weird. But, man, I'm telling you, people dig it. Yeah, I think, I think, I think people are going to really enjoy checking out this little boat that pedals and is super stable. It's, it's just easy to deal with. It's easy to deal with on shore. So yeah, I, I got two of those. I've got a, a thirteen. I got FXs, tandem solos. So I'm bringing it all, man. We're going. We're we're ready. Whatever anybody wants to try of native, they can take it out and check it out. That's awesome. Not a problem. It's going to be awesome. 
Yep. That is good. I actually, I actually want to try one of the Slayer Propels, my the Slayer Propel 10s. I've never been on one yet, Woody. I've seen them, but mm-hmm. I just I haven't been on one yet. I want to try it out. I, they're pretty I fun. Also, they'll put a grin. They'll put a grin on your face. I'm telling you. I also saw yeah, that, that you're, you guys are going to be doing uh, some some breakdown work for some folks if they want to bring their uh, propel drive by, right? Yeah, man. Kiff Meyer is. Uh, you know, we just launched a video series um, that Kiff did. Um, total breakdown, rebuild anything. So we're kind of following it up. You know, Kiff's going to start setting up some uh, particularly, hopefully, retailers uh, that want to get trained up and want to be a service center. I mean, they they take some service. They're mechanical. They're gears. And uh, it's it's the cool thing is they're kind of hard to break, but they're easy to fix if you just – you know, having the correct tools, but yeah, Kiff's going to be there. He's going to be servicing uh, and breaking down stuff for people, whatever whatever people need, man. We're just there to make people happy and go ha- and get them back on the water. Awesome. But he's but he's kind of the man on the propel. He's done a lot of work. He knows it better than anybody. So he's the man. Yep. That's good to hear. Um, that those videos just I mean I'll tell. I'll see John over John over there, and I'll tell him. But man, let me tell you, those videos came out great. That was exactly what was needed for those propels right there. Is that right there? Those videos. I mean, they came out real good. Yeah, we well, thanks, man. You know, we're <laughs> it's kind of the weirdest thing, man. It's like we got so, and I'm gonna say it, we. Dude, we got so far behind this year making those propels, we really couldn't make that many extra parts. And we're just now being able to – I've had – you know, John made those videos. I've had those things for a couple of months, but I'm like, God, man, I don't want to – I've got to make sure people can get parts. So now we've got parts <laughs> kits that, that dealers can order. I mean, we, dude, we were, we're still air freighting the entire weekly production this guy makes. We don't we we can't get far enough ahead to ship them on a container yet. So it's just I was like, don't 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 show videos of parts cuz I can't get them yet. <laughs> so so we got parts in now and we you know, we've got a supply line for parts coming in with gears and stuff. So but you know Kit, we we've been shipping. We've got different series, two hundred ones, three hundred ones, and it's on the serial number on the side. And you know the three, the, we don't have very much trouble. You know, a lot of people say, uh, "Well, I saw that you might have had a breakage on that arm." The craziest thing is is about the internet, and this is the honest truth. Your percentage of failures so far is so minuscule. But it's just that a lot of times, you know, like happy people don't post, but people that something breaks post. So you know, you, right. ten looks like a, ten looks like a hundred. So you know that that's one thing I want to assure people with pedal drives and stuff is is you know you see some stuff like on the owners, you know, on a native owners page and stuff. You got a crack or something happened. I got to tell you, man, our failure rate is like less than one percent so we're stoked and this is another cool thing i want to tell you about native you know it's just like the plastic 
I was out in Dallas, and uh, we get our plastic. I'm sorry, I was in Houston, and we get our plastic um, from a company called Revago. And we actually kind of the plastic we use, we we worked with this company to make it for our whitewater boats. And I don't know if any of you guys listening ever watch whitewater videos. I know it's not your thing necessarily, but you know we got kids running eighty hundred foot waterfalls. And some of these kids can tear up a bowling ball, I swear to God. So we we worked with this company to, and I'll get around to what I was going to talk about originally, but we, we helped develop this for Whitewater, and we're the only company that took the Whitewater plastic. We're the only company that uses exclusively the plastic we use. It's, it's called, and this is interesting, so we get it from a company in Houston. I'm at a demo in Houston two weeks ago, and this guy walks up that I, you know, I didn't, I never met him, but he worked for the plastic companies, and he was like, he came up beside me, and he was like, it's all about the three three seven, and I looked at him, I was like, you know about three three seven? He was like, I worked there, I know all about three three seven, and it kind of made this joke, but he was just like. He's like, I'll bet you your whole failure rate is zero. And I was like, yep. So our, you know, our hull rate, our our whole cracking, breaking rate is is zero. We haven't gotten a warning. I'm actually bringing a welder down to a guy. I'm going to meet a guy down there, and I'm just gonna, I just want to see his boat. I told him, whatever's wrong with it, I'll fix it. But I just want to see if it's actually broken or cut. Because we got some tough stuff, but it's all about the three three seven. So we've been working hard. We, I, honestly, I, I love what we're doing, and um, so, but it's about the three three seven too. So we, we we've got less than one percent failure rate on the propel drives, and uh, basically zero on the hulls this past year. So that's pretty that's pretty damn good. Yeah, it is. That is awesome. Now, I've I've got to ask you a question because going back, you know, some years now, I uh, I had a native magic for a short right. for a short time. Now, listen, that boat to me, I, I'm I, maybe there's a really good reason why he never like uh, redeveloped it, redesigned it, brought it back, or whatever. But that boat, man, I'm telling you right now. That was probably one of my favorite kayaks that I ever owned. That was an interesting. That was a that was an awesome idea. And I just, I'm just being honest. But we had such. It was a bear, a bear to produce. I bet the way the you know how the seat uh, fit in. You know. Yeah. On the sides. Yeah. And the way that the sides were made on that boat, and we've learned a lot about fixtures, cooling fixtures. But dude, that boat shrank because think about this: this is, this is what happens in the molding of a boat. So we design a boat. Um, we have to like we make a plug that we that we send off, and then they make a mold off the plug. It typically um, a boat. From the plug will be at least three to five percent 
bigger than the product you want to make. The plastic, once it comes out of the mold, it starts cooling off. It actually shrinks. Right, that makes sense. And the magic was just a bear in the shrinking cycle. Like, we just couldn't, we couldn't keep it, uh, you know, we had the seats kind of spanned from side to side and clipped into these clips. We just couldn't keep that shape from basically towing in on the sides. And um, it was just a, the unfortunate part about it, it was, it was just a bear, bear to mold. But it was an awesome design. People loved it. And, you know, it had a lot of multiple seat uh, placements in it. And it was all open from bow to stern, basically. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that was part of it was just keeping the structure. It was just a bear to produce. And that's the honest truth. I mean, but for I, a lot I, of... I really liked the hull. I really liked the hull shape. I thought the hull shape. It was easy. It was the deck that was uh, a bear to keep, for us to keep its shape. But right. you know, think about making a product that. All right. I've tested this, and I know it's going to shrink more than the prototype because a prototype is made off of a fiberglass mold, and you don't run the heat as hot. So you're. From the prototype stage to the production stage, you're guesstimating essentially what the final size will be and where and where it'll shrink too. You got to kind of understand how things shrink and what it's not. You think this would be more exact science, but plastic, dude, is just you know it's kind of like kind of like you ever seen Crocs. You know those shoes, Crocs. You know yeah. how big mm-hmm. those molds are. You know why they have. You know why they go from like size eight, eight to ten. It's because they really don't know what size it's going to end up. Once the Crocs, the mold for a Croc is about four inches long, and huh. the mold explodes, and the shoe like expands, and then it cools off, and they're like, uh, this is about an eight or ten, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exact stuff, dude. I'm telling you, plastic. Well, let's so you know, I give I give a shout out to all uh, kayak manufacturers because it ain't. I'm telling you, it ain't easy. I'll tell it's you, easy, I, I still have a. Uh, I've got a customer that comes by the shop probably, I don't know, two three times a week, and that guy still has his original magic that he bought from uh, a shop that's no longer in business in Brevard, but. Um, that I used to frequent all the time, and uh, I ask him all the time, like, man, that thing is that thing has been through some wars, hasn't it? And he's like, oh yeah, man, I'm never getting rid of this boat. He's like, they'll have to bury me in it. And you know what's funny is that that boat, that particular boat, to me was, and I don't think you guys really intended it, intended for it to be, or thought that it would be, or perhaps you did. Um, that boat to me was the first, what I would call stand up and you can do whatever you want to do in it kayak you know what well, i'm dude, saying that it was yeah, to me i, I know I, I probably never mentioned this guy on the on here before but i gotta give a lot of credit for native and you know not all i'm not i don't want to give 
Jimbo all the credit, but uh, you know, Jimbo was around at the magic time, man. You know, Jim. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Jimbo Metter, but man, that oh is, yeah. I tried I, to get him to come to Boondoggle, and he's got a fly fishing seminar he's given. He's an incredible fly fisherman. Yeah, every and, time uh, I get but, to you know, he, talk, I do. So Jimbo Metter, which kind of has a Forrest Gump tie-in. He um, he actually had a lot of, lot to do with the Ultimate Series, and he was there in the in the Sit on Top of the Magic series. I mean, he's just that guy. He uh, he you know he, he does a lot of work with Dragonfly um, Sups. You guys you guys they're they're close to you yep. guys, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yep. very familiar yep. with Dragonfly. Yep. He uh, he did their design, a lot of their designs, you know. Uh, but yeah, so that's another Jimbo matter. You know, this is what he told us to do. If, if we could have, if we could have kept the shape more consistent, and you know, it, since then we've learned a lot about, uh, you know, making cooling jigs. We we, we do a lot of more jigging uh, now in the cooling phases. So you know, we learned a lot. But yeah, that's. An, Dude, that's another Jimbo. Uh, I, I, in all honesty, I got to give him credit for the magic. That was he wanted it open. He's a fly fisherman, man. And, and oh yeah. I, I've got to tell you, he he influenced a lot here at Native because he was our he was our guy, and he's a fly fisherman. That's why you see, like we try to keep everything as clean as possible because if you start with the fly fisherman, you know, keeping it clean as you each other style fishing gets more. I want to say it more cluttered. If you think about it, oh yeah. Fly fishermen want it super clean. I don't want anything that'll catch their line. And from there, you start adding stuff on for bait casters, spin casters. You, you know what I'm saying? Trollers. Yeah. Yep. There's. I got. I got a guy in Virginia, dude. He's just. He's all about trolling, and he's really good at it. You know. He. he, he for what he fishes for, he trolls four four lines everywhere he goes. So it's it's really it's been it's been interesting for me having a whitewater background, uh, really understanding what needs. You know, I'm, you know, anybody listening, I, I have never pr- professed to be a great fisherman by any stretch, but I know holes really well, and I and I, I, I know how to be attentive to what people need. So if you start with a clean deck. And then you add things to it. Seems to be a good way to go, and that's kind of the direction that we took things. Instead of just putting stuff that are loaded up with, in my opinion, sometimes junk, sometimes worthwhile. But that's kind of been our philosophy, and that came from Jimbo. You know, um, that was his philosophy: is to keep everything as clean as possible, and then add accessories that you that you want. I see Mr. Randy English in the chat room there. I think that the Magic is probably the only native watercraft that that man does not own. <laughs> well, we weren't making camo then, so Randy's out. <laughs> yeah, we can always we can always find him a used one and paint it for him or something. Or wrap it, wrap it in real cheap. Dude, I'm, br- I'm bringing Ra- I'm bringing I'm bringing some boats down. Pepe's got a boat coming. Uh, Randy's got a Versa board coming. Uh, Kim, I don't know if you met Kim, Randy's daughter, uh, did oh, yeah. work for us at ICAST, yeah. and she's she's got a she's got a Propel ten coming. 
So I'm I'm really stoked. I'm going to make a lot. It's really fun for me because I know wherever I go, it's stuff like this. I'm making somebody happy, you know. If I bring if I bring <laughs> some boats, I'm making somebody happy. Everybody's <laughs> not going to be mad at me. Somebody's going to be happy. <laughs> it's like Christmas, man. It's like Christmas early. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of like, so, hey, hey. I've been growing a beard, too, man. I got a white what? beard going. Yeah? Yeah, it's not oh, very thick. Oh, man. Yeah. I should nice. have started wow. earlier. Woody's got Kim, a boondock beard going. That's cool. Hey, uh, I got, Woody, I got uh, years to catch up with Chuck. <laughs> Randy was working on a beard there for a while, then he got in trouble with work. But Randy was bringing in the uh, the old Papa Smurf beard as well. The whitey. Yeah, yeah. I got, that's what I got going. I'm just like one silver-headed thing now. Yeah. That's cool, man. Well, look, man, we're we're really looking forward to seeing you. Of course, hanging out with you, partying with you. Uh, it's always a party wherever Woody and the guys show up from Native, and uh, we're looking forward to another awesome Boondoggle. And and as you said, if you want to try out boats on uh, during the Boondoggle weekend, feel free to do so. And then also, you guys that listening out there who may have uh, Slayer propel drives, who may have some uh, need some attention with them. If you do, then they're going to be available to do that as well. As you heard. If you tuned in late, you guys can catch this entire podcast at iTunes. It's downloadable for free, as always. And, uh, yeah, man, looking forward to Rochambeau, brother. All right, man. See you guys Friday night. See everybody Friday night. Throw Drive them down. Drive safe, Woody. Drive safe, right, we'll See you there, Pepe. Woody. See you, Pepe. See you, man. See you, man. See you, Woody. See you. Dude, let, let me tell you something. Every time that guy calls us, he's like, probably one of the easiest guests I think that we've ever had because oh yeah just got to get him going and he just goes (laughs) and it's all great information man and we if you guys have never met Woody and you're coming out to the boondoggle make it a point to introduce yourself um he's one of those guys that he will remember your name at the next event you see him at it's crazy the guy meets thousands of people a year he, but uh, he is one. He is actually one of those guys, um, Chuck, that he actually makes it a point. If he sees you in front of him or something like that, he will stop and ask you, "Hey, man, my name's Woody. Uh, what's your name?" You know, and he'll ask you what your name is, and he'll actually introduce himself to you. And sometimes, and most of the times, I notice he remembers people's names too. Yeah, He's pretty good about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was awesome. Good deal. Uh, apparently, Luther got busy and and just wasn't able to make it tonight. No big deal. We'll try and get him on again maybe next week or something like that after the uh, boondoggle all wraps up. We do have our resident resident expert on the line as well, Captain Alex Golrichki. Hey, 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 guys. What's up, man? <laughs> What's going on? I I love I love. Any show that Woody does on on KFR, I mean the Monday night shows that he comes on, Woody is is got to be one of the funnest individuals ever. Guy just likes to party. Hey, yeah. Well, that's that's one of those things. That was one of the the coolest things about Boondoggle for me was you know I mean I've I've kayak fish for years and and you know put plenty of people on fish and done all this that and the other. But to be able to go and hang out with industry people that, I mean, you know, you're talking to native kayaks right there. So to be able to go and sit down and have a beer with the guy, 
chit-chat about a kayak you might want to get into or, or whatever or just learn more about kayak or just learn more about people in the industry. You know, you don't yeah. get that opportunity. You don't get that opportunity with other situations. You know, it's it's definitely a lot. It's a lot more open in our industry, and I enjoy that part of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Listen, you you gotta love a guy who will show up at iCast wearing a PBR shirt with his name sewn into yeah. his badge. Like, come on, the guy is standing in his own booth at iCast during the show wearing a PBR shirt that I believe Randy English got him. So, you know, yeah. it's like, it, 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 whatever. It's just, it, he just likes to party, man. That's what it is. He likes to party. So, um, s- switching, switching, uh, topics here. Those who are coming into the boon, coming here for the boondoggle. If you missed our last show, we talked a little bit about what to bring as far as tackle lures, that kind of thing. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'll tell you this. We we went out today. We had a great time, as always. And the action was pretty much nonstop until dead low tide, and then it kind of started to slow down. And uh, that's only because we all ran out of bait for the most part. And really, <laughs> really, didn't, care, really didn't care after that. Look, I bought three and a half Ran out dozen, of bait and motivation. <laughs> yeah, I bought three and a half dozen medium-ish shrimp. They were really, truly hand-picks. And... Uh, I blew through those in the first probably what two and a half hours of the of the of the morning, and that was switching it up between using shrimp and using jigs. So, um, yeah, the fishing action right now is just absolutely on fire. If you come down here for the boondoggle and go out and don't catch fish, it is your own fault. I, I, it's all I can say because it's just this is this is as good. This is probably as good as we're going to have it for the next couple of months right now. We have the mullet run kicked off, and things are going good with that. We've got, uh, you know, the, the the reds are not only just keying in on those mullet, they're also eating uh, other things too, the crustaceans and stuff like that. So you will find some tailing fish from time to time. Uh, the beaches are on fire for the most part. Uh, they slowed down just a little bit this last couple of days, but there's still fish to be caught out. There are plenty of fish to be caught out there. The nighttime fishing at the beach from the shore will be probably pretty spot on i would say with a full moon coming right alex oh it's going to be uh it's going to be right in there perfect and uh i think we'll be looking at a by the weekend we should be hitting that i think eight o'clock time frame nine o'clock time frame on the high tide uh so you're looking at full moon high tide uh right at dusk and into the evening time um, and, and bait should be pushing through pretty heavy too. So it's, you know, if you wanted to get that snook from the beach with a plug, it's the time to do it. Um, I mean, I, I actually put the, uh, actually local lines, uh, I believe, I don't know. I think Mark was, uh, Mark Watanabe was the first person there. And, uh, I think I scored number two, uh, local lines palace is in place and ready to rock and roll out at cars park. Um, is it in its normal home? Um, actually, we had to slide a couple of sites down, but we got a really good spot. We're actually the down there at uh, 15, site 15. Okay. If you uh, see the truck there, the local lines truck, feel free to stop by, knock on the door, ask me a question, figure out what I'm doing. Um, I'm also uh, doing a seminar uh, Friday night. Uh, some point in time, I'm assuming probably well before uh, the Rochambeau extravaganza. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, 
you know, I'll be I'll be throwing some tips out there, and we'll have um we'll have one of the uh you know we'll have one of the lure packets from you, so I can kind of have some stuff to uh you know to show people that that they can get there, you know, have it right on site, um and uh, give you an idea of what we're running into. I'm on charters all the way up until literally I'm walking into the door to do the seminar, so I'll be fresh, full of information. Um, while I was setting up the camper tonight, I was watching Snook do backflips right off the dock. So. Shut up. And yeah, that was Snook with an S, and that was Snook as in plural. Um, yeah, there's a lot of bait. You know, there was uh, even in the Barge Canal when I drove over the Barge Canal, which is uh, something that everybody's going to drive over who comes in off of 95. Uh, that's your uh, your little drawbridge that you come over. When I came over that, the whole entire barge canal was solid bait. Um, there was big uh, schools of uh, finger mullet moving up and down the shoreline out there at Cars Park. They had snook in them, saw a tarpon roll. Um, there's fish everywhere. It doesn't mean you got to jump in right at Cars Park. It's the only place to catch fish. Literally everywhere. I'm fishing on Wednesday, and we're not even going to touch Cars Park, and I know there's fish there. Um, right. You know, just because there's, there's so many fish everywhere right now, uh, it's it's really kind of, it, you can't go wrong. So um, as long as you, uh, you know, listen to the podcast from last week, get an idea of what we're talking about with the lures. If you didn't get it, if you didn't get to listen to it live um, and, and get an idea of what we're talking about, you're going to be imitating mullet and you're going to be getting crushed because those fish are hungry and they're eating. Yeah, I've got a uh, – I'm putting together lure packs, basically. Um, they're probably going to come in somewhere around the $25 mark. I'm still trying to work all that out and get the price down as low as I can. But it'll be uh, a couple of packs of, of Slayer Ink lures, a couple of packs of um, of uh, Slayer Ink hooks and jigs, and then also some hard baits and uh, some DOAs and some Ricky Banks lures as well. Um, all things that I carry there at the shop at – KBB Outfitters. Um, I'm not going to be at the store Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. However, um, if somebody needs something from the shop that I don't have at the booth, it's not a big deal. I can uh, I can get somebody to uh, to run next door and, and help you out if you need that, or just give me a shout ahead of time, and I'll try my, do my best to remember to bring it out there with me. Um, one of the things I wanted to to, to talk about real quick too is uh, while I will have a booth at the Boondoggle, okay, feel free to uh, come by and, and hang out and the whole thing. Remember this: I, I have I, I I had nothing to do for the most part with this particular Boondoggle. Um, I am incredibly uh, appreciative of all the hard work that Mark and Adam and Jerry have put into this uh, event. And do me a favor, all those who are listening or coming into town, uh, make sure to let them know how much you appreciate their hard work as well. Because I know after I put on the the first Cars Park event, um, I was whooped. Mentally, I was just, I was done. And uh, it, nothing, nothing made me happier than to hear people tell me how much of a good time they had and that kind of thing. So, you know, let's not forget about the folks who put in all the hours of, of hard work to make this thing happen. Um, that's, that's important. And then also too, stop by and see all the vendors that are going to be there. There's supposed to be, I don't know. I think, I think Mark, I, or Adam, I think Adam told me there's going to be about 30 or 40 vendors there. So it's going to be pretty crazy. Um, yeah. And then of course, come back to section D for the after party party. It's where we get down. 
So uh, we we won't be hard to miss. We're going to have about a 50-foot-long, like, covered tent thing parked at our in our in our area in case for whatever reason weather gets inclement and we need to hang out underneath the tent or something i don't know it's going to be kind of ridiculous but um well that's cool yeah no i mean this is the time of year for sure that that i think all of us that live here locally get super excited about getting out there and getting after it um it's just going to be a lot of fun i mean a lot a lot of good clean fun uh, for those of you who are first-time boondogglers, I see Steve Lester there in the chat room. Uh, feel free to be as outgoing as you wish. Um, it's kind of kind of the point of the boondoggle is you want guys to uh, you you want to introduce yourself to as many people as you possibly can. You want to try and make friendships with some folks that you're going to meet at these places. I mean, at these events because they will become your lifelong friends. I mean, Steve, uh, I got I got. Uh, Scuba Stan there in the chat room who Stan used to listen to my show probably back in 2012 and uh, I met him for the first time when he came into into the handler fishing supply when I worked there and uh, hung out with the guy at a boondoggle and after that it was like man me and you were like brothers <laughs> I've slept on the man's couch <laughs> so you know that's the beauty of it, man, is you get to meet all these people from all different walks of life. And uh, you see, Stan now lives in uh, Panama City, but he lived up in Charleston, South Carolina. And, uh, you know, it was uh, almost like almost like what you have, Steve, is a, almost of an open door policy. Come on by. You know, you need a place to stay, crash. You want to fish here. I'm going to tell you where to go. So it, it's good to kind of get outside of your box and and communicate with folks that you might not normally talk to. Um, you'll see a lot of that though. You'll see a lot of folks walking around just kind of like, you know, kind of uneasy, not really sure if I should approach like this campsite or whatever and talk to people or whatever. Trust me when I tell you section D space coast kayak angler contingency will welcome you in with open arms. And if you don't have anything in your hand, we'll probably give you something to eat or something to drink. So, um, there you go. Feel free to stop on by for that. You know what? Let me just uh, um, iterate something else so that people people that don't know that never camped at Cars Park before or anything like that, have fun and do whatever you want over there and have, you know, drink as much as you want, the whole stuff and everything like that. But just be careful with what you do. You don't want to get yourself in trouble as far as doing something illegal or something like that there. Because you are on federal government property there. And if you get caught doing something like we saw witness, I'm not saying anybody will, but what happened over there a few months ago and all that stuff, those you saw what happened to those kids and how, how much trouble they got in for all that yeah. stuff. But I'm just saying anything illegal or anything like that on federal government property, just be mindful of that. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> we can go you're saying that maybe we can try and snare a pig <laughs> yeah right <laughs> no, uh, no it's going to be a lot of fun like like peppy says you know just uh respect the situation respect the fact that it is a, a family type atmosphere so you know when the sun goes down and it's about 10 o'clock you know you can let loose if you want to uh traditionally at boondoggles most people fall asleep at like nine o'clock so 
Um, those of us who understand that it's basically like a miniature vacation uh, will be awake, pro- hopefully past that. I'd like to sit around a campfire and tell stories with some folks, but um, there you go. Uh, Peppy will be available to find some autographs on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, Chuck, that you were talking about that whole pig thing and stuff like that. I actually met the trapper out there that traps the pigs out there and stuff. And let me tell you, if we call him up, if anybody wants to catch a pig and stuff like that, I'm sure he'll take you out there because he was more than well, he was more than happy to have all the help he can to uh, trap pigs. Me and him were talking about it, but let me tell you. You're in for an adventure with him because he snares them, and and you're gonna you're gonna be snaring these pigs. That's what you're gonna be doing while the dogs have them held up. So it's no joke. When he was explaining to me what he does, I was sitting there going, "Oh boy!" I go, "That's that's no joke right there." What he does. <laughs> I think Steve Lester right now is is charging his GoPros as we speak. It sounds like something right up his alley. Um, you know. One of the other things I wanted to, to touch on real quick, too, is uh, don't forget about the camp store at Cars Park. All right. They've got pretty much everything that you need to camp at the camp store. They've got beer, and that's pretty much all you need. So they've got that. and uh, they, got ice. Uh, they, they got ice, too. Beer. beer yeah, they ice. got ice to keep your beer, keep your beer cold. They have uh, firewood, firewood, and then they have... Uh, you know, snacks and other stuff like that, s'mores type stuff. That's cool. Um, one of the things that uh, I wanted to touch on that we cut, that Randy brought up. If you're coming into town, there are raccoons there at Cars Park that will carry your camper away. I'm not. I'm not really you're exaggerating. You're, yeah, yeah. Your entire you're pre- RV gone. Yeah, you're pretty. You're pretty much. Uh, if you leave a bucket or a tackle bag or something like that outside, you're pretty much asking for the raccoon population to eat all of your scented soft plastics. So, uh, to avoid that, I would it would behoove you to take everything that's, scent, that's scented or edible, either put it in your vehicle or inside your tent or your RV. <clears throat> This way here, when you wake up in the morning, you don't you're not stuck with uh, no plastics and all that kind of thing. Scuba Stan, have a good night, buddy. Tell Holly we said hello, and we'll see you guys soon. Looking forward to it. Uh, I saw that he's jumping out of the chat room there. Um, but yeah, feel free to uh, to frequent that camp store. It's it's going to be loaded with all kinds of goodies. Uh, the raccoons don't. I don't want to hear that nobody told me about the raccoons because we will talk about the raccoons in depth. While we're hanging out, well, heck, we'll probably we'll probably end up chasing some raccoons around a little bit at night. It's kind of a Cars Park boondoggle tradition, <laughs> uh, or armadillos, right, Alex? Armadillos are good targets for chasing. The um, also note that uh, the water is up and it's beyond up. I mean, you're talking high water right now. Uh, there is a lot of alligators. They like to cruise around. They like to jump from pond to pond and pond to river and everything like that. So, you know, just be mindful, uh, especially if you bring a dog. I know I'm mindful with my little dog because he'd be a perfect little alligator snack. And uh, we don't want that happening to anybody's animals while we're there. 
Um, also, while I was dropping the uh, while I was dropping the RV tonight, the mosquitoes were, let's just say, special. Um, <laughs> it was it was special. Yeah, it was. Uh, it reminded me of good old summers back home on uh, on North Merritt Island in the swamp. Oh. And uh, yeah, just uh, make sure you bring uh, thermocells. Probably a really good idea. Uh, if you want to wear four or five of them around your neck, like Flavor Flav, <laughs> uh, um, definitely invest in some. Uh, I'm going to hit on my my new sponsor uh, when we do our sponsor call out, uh, and that's a uh, Repel Bug Spray for sure. Um, <laughs> they're uh, they're going to be they're going to be holding you down <laughs> because uh, it was definitely it was definitely active out there uh, this evening, and um, I'm sure. In the back areas, um, in some of the camp areas that are a little more uh, tight and back there, I know through the weekend, uh, as of now, it's looking like lighter winds the entire time, uh, possibly east and southeast in the afternoons. Uh, Anything that's a little more open is going to get a little more breeze, a little less bugs. Just be ready for it. I don't want anybody's uh, trip to be ruined because they think they're going to go out there and not have to deal with that situation (laughs) because you're going to have to deal with it. There you go. So, yep. uh, yeah, mosquitoes. We'll, we will try and get Aaron to go out there and spray for us beforehand. I was uh, just about to say that. We might have to uh, to hit him up and, and see if we can't bribe him with some beer or something to uh, to some beer and booting and uh, see if he can't uh, go juice it up out there real good for us. We've just had a lot of rain, and uh, those of us that live down here, know that know what we've had for the past about two and a half weeks it seems like three weeks um you know we've had an unnatural amount of rain towards the end of the summer season and uh and it's just it brings in the bugs so just be ready for it it's nothing that well of course i speak from living in a (laughs) practically growing up in a swamp but you know it's nothing you can't get used to eventually there you go all right, Mike. Mike's out of here. Mike Wells out of here. And with that, too, folks, I'm about talked out for the evening, man. I'm, I don't, I'm not going to say I'm whooped, but I'm kind of whooped. <laughs> Somebody pulled on too many fish today. Yeah. How do you? How do I go to Port Canaveral, fish the North Jetty, targeting flounder, and all, and catch seven freaking redfish, man? Yeah, right. I want. I just want Red one fish, redfish chuck. I just wanted one flounder. That's all. One. Oh well. Yeah, no, yeah, that was a pretty odd. That was pretty odd, you know. I mean, we went from from a really good bite on Thursday to, uh, you know, slim to none. That doesn't mean that they weren't somewhere around in that mouth of the port or somewhere in that adjacent area, but you know, but uh, no, definitely I know, a lot. Of I know I missed a couple. Go. I I missed a couple. I'm not gonna lie. I missed a few, but uh, getting impatient, <laughs> you know. You feel that thud, then you feel the thud, 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 and then you try to rip their face off and come back and your shrimp's half devoured or your mullet's got holes in it. Yeah, that's always fun. (laughs) Special. Anyway, so cool. Uh, Yeah, guys who want to go offshore or want to do any of that kind of thing, if you have any questions, comments, concerns for any of us uh, about anything pertaining to our local area, feel free to hit any one of us up on Facebook. You can hit up uh, Captain Alex Gritschke. Uh, Peppy Vidal um, or myself and we'll be more than happy to answer those questions for you. Uh, Also too, don't forget we do have a Facebook page for this show. Um, It is the Monday Night Kickoff Show 
and uh, we would really appreciate your likes. Uh, the more likes we can get, the more uh, attention we can get from sponsors for prize packs, um, that kind of thing. If they know we got a lot of people listening, then it kind of helps out in, in twofold that way. Um, looking to hopefully have my KBB Outfitters koozies done by Boondoggle. Um, if so, stop by and see me at my booth and be more than happy to give you one of our koozies. Um, and that's pretty much all I got. Peppy, got anything else, man? No, man. Just about it. Uh, just looking forward to seeing everybody uh, this weekend. Should be a fun time. Yeah. There you go. Alex? I hope you guys are all ready to catch some fish because it's uh, it's definitely on down here. Thank you, sir, for uh, the last two Mondays, fun, fun, day, fun day Monday. Absolutely, man. It's been good times, and um, you know, like you've been you've been seeing, and and like you said, it's it's one of our favorite as locals, one of our favorite times of the year uh, for fishing in the area, and it's simply because the fish are just so ready to rock and roll, and uh, we have such a variety here that that makes for a good day. There you go. If somebody wants to book you, Alex, how do they go about doing that? Uh, just go ahead and hit the uh, hit the old internet, locallinescharters.com. Um, you can also find me, like you said, on Facebook, Alex Garichke, or uh, Local Lines Guide Service on Facebook, and uh, and look us up and give me a shout. Uh, for all those coming out to the Boondoggle, I will, uh, like I said, be at Site 15, which is right out on the water. Um, if you're out cruising around, checking it out, looking at the water, uh, you'll see my uh, you'll see my truck with Local Lines on it, and I'll have a banner up and stuff like that. Uh, on the kayak trailer, my boat will be out there and kayaks and everything, the whole nine yards. Um, so feel free to stop by, ask a question, and uh, and I'll have a, definitely have a comment for you. I got a lot of fishing trips uh, coming up this week, and and I'll have some good hot information. So uh, and don't miss that uh, seminar on Friday night. Not sure exactly what time it's going to happen at, but uh, I'll be actually fishing with Mark and uh, his uh, lovely uh, significant other tomorrow and uh we'll probably pin down a time and everything i'll get that out on facebook for everybody to look at and uh make sure they're there for it because i'm like i said i'm going to throw out some good info and it'll be based around you know that lure pack and and what we've been using in this this area at this time so very cool very cool appreciate it as always alex thank you so much absolutely and i gotta i gotta thank as always real quick uh course slayer ink lures you know they baits to catch fish for dang sure. And then, um, you know, as always, Kayaks by Bo and KBB Outfitters, by far the best shops around. Um, if you're coming into town, you got to stop in and say hey to everybody uh, over at KBB. And, of course, stop by and see us at, uh, at I'm sure I'll be hanging out at the Kayaks by, or at the uh, KBB Outfitters booth and uh, at the Boondoggle and and uh, always be uh, be ready to, do anything you need me to do, Chuck. I'm always uh, stoked to be part of the crew. Appreciate it, brother. The, the dirty half dozen rides again. <laughs> DHD. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah. Peppy, man, go ahead. Do your thing, brother. Talk, if you got anything else to, to add, feel free. And if not, just do your thing. No, man, that's about it, man. Just looking forward to a good time, man. And uh, get ready to uh, party. This weekend, that's that's that you know, have a good time this weekend. But um, 
Uh, let me start off by thanking uh, Woody, Native Watercraft. Um, thank you all. Thank you. Thank you for the great boats that you guys make. I I love my boats. Um, can't say can't say enough good things about them. Harry Goods Outdoor Shop, um, RCI Optics, Power Pole Shallow Water Ankles Anchors. Let me tell you something about the Power Pole this weekend, Chuck. Real quick about the Power Pole. That thing was a savior this weekend with the 20 mile per hour winds. I used that wind to my advantage, and I was power pulling down every 30 yards or so, casting along the mangroves. What I was doing with that power pole, it was the best tool, the best weapon that I had this weekend in that tournament. Anybody out there um, wondering about the power pole? We've talked about it. Chuck and I have talked about the power pole a whole bunch. Let me tell you, that thing was. The true weapon this weekend that I, I mean, it just worked to my advantage with the wind this weekend. Um, Slayer and Lures, can't say enough about them. Pepper Death Slayer, I will use the SSB Pepper Death all weekend. That's what I used for the tournament. That's what I caught all my fish on. Those are baits that catch fish. That's all I got to say about that. That is all, I mean, they just catch fish. That's all they do. Sea Deck Marine. Products, TFO rods, aquabound paddles, hook one, kayak fishing gear, yak attack, tailing toes, KBB outfitters, kayaks by bow, Herrera, Stelly Cigars, thank you all very much for supporting me. I love you all. Thank you. And I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> uh, my list is not quite as long, but it's still a, a fine quality list nonetheless. Great, great companies I'm proud to be associated with. RCI Optics, which will be at the Boondoggle in my booth, available for sale. Uh, if you do not own a pair of RCI Optics, and of course you've seen us all talk about it all the time here. I mean, here on the show, of course we talk about it, but also on social media. Um, feel free to stop by the booth, try a pair on, bring your pair of sunglasses with you to the booth. Okay. Try on a pair of RCIs, and I would be willing to bet that you're going to be purchasing a new pair. Just saying. Uh, tackle webs, clear your deck for battle. I'll have some tackle webs also available in the booth for sale as well. Uh, Captain Mike Ortigos, obviously a great friend of mine and of the shows. Uh, also, he's a part of Fishing Florida Radio that can be heard every Saturday morning from 6 to 9 on 740 The Game here locally or on iHeartRadio at 740 The Game. And then uh, Hobie. I don't need to say anything else. Uh, Real Adrenaline Energy Drinks, Ego Nets, ENO, Adventurous Custom Rods, Derwood Roberts. That man is a wizard when it comes to building rods. I, I absolutely love my Adventurous Custom Rods. It's not even a gimmick. It's not because I get a deal. It's not because of whatever. I've known Derwood for years. He's He guided out of the port. He was a captain out of the port for years and years and years. The man builds everything from bent butt deep drop rods all the way up to uh, the little, in, uh, little light intercoastal rods that we fish with, including fly as well, by the way. Um, check out Adventurous Custom Rods on Facebook. 90 seconds left, lady tells me. I need to shut up and just let you guys go home. Uh, power Pole. Power Pole Micro Anchors, as Peppy touched on. Fantastic product. I'm glad to be a part of that group there. Slayer Ink Lures. Doesn't need to be said anymore. Bending Branches and Tova Cameras. And, of course, Sea Deck. And uh, thank you to all of those brands. Thank you to everybody who stops by the shop. Again, it's KBB Outfitters. You can find us on Facebook as well as 
Now, Instagram, hashtag KBB Outfitters. So if you have an Instagram account, you can follow us on Instagram. So there you go. With that being said, I hope everybody coming into town has a safe trip. We can't wait to see you. Come up to us and say hello and tell us that you hear, you listen to our show. Maybe we'll have some special prize packs for you or something like that. With all that being said, take a kid fishing in the future of our sport. God bless everybody, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. See ya. See ya.